test. Can you do a test quick? I can do a test quick. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. This week, following up our episode last week on the original Disney Lion King, we are reviewing the new Lion King 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've both seen it. Yep. Um, opening weekend. Initial thoughts coming out of it. What did you think? So, it's great. I really enjoyed it. Okay. But, as much as I had a brilliant time with it, I came out and I was like, that was great, that was great, that was great. And a couple of hours later, I was like... It just, I don't know, it, I felt a little bit, not limp or anything, but like I had a great time and I really enjoyed it and everything was familiar Yeah. and the new performances were good, but it just felt a bit like, I don't know, not unnecessary, Yeah. but, well, yeah, kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I, yeah. But still, and it's like, it was totally unnecessary, but I still had a really good time, if you know mm. what I mean, so I've got like really mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same, like I... Like I said, there were parts of it I really enjoyed, but then the, any time when they were literally doing shot for shot, line for line, exactly the same as the original, I was like, I've seen this done better already. Yeah. Like, you nailed it the first time. Why do it again? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there were so many moments like that that kept me, that I kept thinking that throughout it. That sort of took me out of it a little bit, which is a shame. Um, even stuff like, even in the performances, so like, you know, James L. Jones, like... I feel like he nailed it the first time. Yeah. And then they go, they gave him the same script again. And he felt like, well, I've got to do a different reading of it because as an actor, I've already done it once like this. So I need to do something different. And like, yeah. no, however many times you read the lines back in 1994, you found the right, perfect intonation and mm-hmm. delivery and you nailed it then. <clears throat> Almost to a point where I'm like, I wish they'd just taken out his voice from the original and just put it in this one. Like, yeah. That's one thing that I found is that like having watched it last week yeah and being so familiar with the original source material there are points when you're like you did it better before yeah and with, that, with yeah. like with his performance especially because he's you know obviously no disrespect to the guy but you know this is what 30 years later 25 years later yeah he's gonna sound different yeah and it's a similar thing happened when he reprised the role of Darth Vader in um, Rogue One yeah. He sounded didn't sound quite right. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah. That's not that's not to disrespect him in any way because he's Absolutely amazing. Not. But yeah. But it is it is obviously it is an age thing, you know. It's you you are going to sound different after 25 30 years. Yeah. You know, I, we definitely sound different. <laughs> but um but yeah, I think and there were some excellent things. I do think that some of the better things were some of the things that they were more drastically changed. Yes, I agree. I all my I sort of did a bit of a highlight of the things I liked and the things I didn't like, and pretty much everything that I liked was something that they'd added or mm-hmm. they'd expanded on. Yeah, and I liked all of that stuff, which just makes me sort of go, oh, I wish they could have taken a few more risks and sort of and yeah. been a bit more creative with it because yeah. they, I felt like they were so beholden to the source material and. That's the problem yeah. is because The Lion King, as we were saying last week, is arguably one of the greatest examples of animation in Western cinema. Mm. And you're like, well, how do you top The Lion King by remaking The Lion King? Yeah, you can use cutting edge special effects. And then nothing in that film is real, but it all looks real. It looked amazing. But what are you going to do here? Because there are lines when you're like, this is amazing, but... 
lean in a little more. Mm. You know, go yeah. a little bit harder into this. Yeah, and just like yeah, and I I did the concern that I had last week in terms of the animation style, like the faces and stuff. It did. I was right to be concerned. I think, but mm. there were a lot of instances where the performances weren't coming through. Like the the the, the voice actors were great, but the, yeah, the the sort of performance of it wasn't coming through on the lion's face because the you can't animate it in the right way. Yeah, and like particularly like Scar, I think a lot. Like I loved so it's um. Chubatel Ijifor, mm. I think I pronounced that right. I apologise if I haven't. Who does a version of Scar, and he's great and he's delivering the lines. But then when you compare him to the way they animated Scar's face, and now it's like he's just got a blank expression on his face the I whole way through. Really enjoyed it with Scar. Okay. What I struggled with was young Simba, mm. like adult Simba, like Mufasa, adult Simba, Sarabi, adult Nala, yeah. Scar the hyenas, I was kind of okay with because at that point I was a little bit settled in. Mm. I really struggled, like especially the what well, the death scene of Mufasa yeah. was sort of a bit It felt it, flat. It didn't bit. it wasn't that it felt flat, it's just there wasn't a great deal of expression to it and yeah. I was like I just wish there was a little bit more emotion that's, to yeah, it. That's the exact same point scene that I'm thinking about in terms of Sky. It was the point where it's the long live the king moment. Yeah. But Again, if you compare it to the original, like he leans in in the original and his eyes just slit and it, yeah. and it gets really dramatic. And you don't get none of that in this one. In this one, it's just a blank, expressionless yeah. face of a lion saying the line. And he's delivering the line well, but he just is nothing in his face. And it's just like, that's the limitation of this style that you've chosen. There's nothing you can do about it, really. No. But I feel like it, it lost something or it lost a lot for me because of that. Yeah. And that's a shame. And that's, that's, that's a real shame because I know sort of how close to the like the original you were, mm. and that's what I was worried about. Is I just didn't want people to be disappointed by going to see this. Like my girlfriend, for example, was a huge, huge fan of the like. Yeah, as well. what did she think? She loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, she had a great time. Like she cried when Mufasa died again, as she has every time it's ever been on before, mm. and. But yeah, and then there were points. But like you say, the scene that scene for me was a bit different. Like like seeing Scar portrayed slightly differently. Yeah, in a less camp style. Yeah, like I liked some of the like some of the things they did with his character. Like they expanded a little bit. Like his all his stuff with the hyenas. Yeah, they sort of changed it up a little bit, and I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked the way they played that off. And um, is it Shinzi, the hyena, the yeah. lead hyena? That was great. Yeah, they changed her character entirely because that was the character that was originally played by Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, and was much more of a comic relief character. In this, she's actually quite terrifying. Yeah, and that was when, and like when she was laughing and coming out of the shadows, like, and I'm like, okay, I really like this. That was really cool. Yeah. I like that. And they sort of they get into the the almost the politics of it a little bit more. Like it, the whole thing with Scar and the way he manipulates the hyenas and his idea of how to rule. Yeah. I hunt everything to within an inch of his life. Yeah, but they also they also give it more Scar gets so much more in this mm. which I feel is it was was one of the things I really enjoyed because yeah. they they addressed the fact that he openly challenged Mufasa before yeah. and was beaten. Yeah. They addressed the fact that he went after Sarabi before and was turned down. Yeah. 
he was wanted everything that Mufasa had. Yeah. And he was like, I can take everything I want now and no one can stop me. Yeah. And you're like, we got that in the first one, but not to this extent. Yeah, and they and like you say, they just they do it sometimes by adding in little small lines to scenes that we already know. So like yeah. the scene between him and Mufasa right at the beginning of the movie is like some of it is line for line exactly the same. But yeah. then they add these little things like, Is that a challenge? He goes, No, I wouldn't challenge you again. And yeah. oh shit. Like just by adding in that one yeah. word, it adds so much more context. And you're right, I lo- I loved all that stuff when they added things. But I feel like they didn't do enough of that. They didn't they didn't yeah. add enough. They like they did Um so like there was a really good there was a scene, there was a sort of section just after they get to the point where Simba grows up and they have the Hakuna Tata and all the rest of it. There's the bit where you get a scene with Nala and the reason she leaves to go yeah. find help. And within that, you also see King Scar and how he's working and he tries to get Sarabi on side. And all of that is brand new. We've never seen any nope. of that. And it was all brilliant. Yeah, it I was really it. good. And it showed the pride being afraid of Scar. Yeah. And afraid of the hyenas. The and fact that the hyenas are now a threat rather than cackling comic relief. Yeah. But then his whole thing about like, yeah, okay, right, fine. If you're not going to side with me, then in that case, the hyenas can eat first and they don't leave much. Yeah. Like this whole idea, I'm going to starve you out until you join me. I was like, yeah, okay. That's mm-hmm. like, it makes it more powerful and more real. I'm like, I wish they'd done more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, just been a bit more brave with it. And again, like that then transitions straight into, there's an extra little scene added in with Timon and Pumbaa and Simba. Because the idea with Simba is that it's not just Timon and Pumbaa he's living with. There's loads of other animals. Yeah. And they're like, kind of still scared of him because he's a hunter. He's a carnivore, and they're all like, uh, like sort of, yeah, their prey, and they have to say, look, 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 no, you have to understand, like, they're never going to be friends with you because of what you are. Yeah. And then I have, I love the fact that Timon and Pumbaa in this are nihilists. They're like, oh yeah, they're, <laughs> they're just like nothing matters. It's all just a line to the till we're dead, and then we're nothing. It's like nothing we do matter. Wait a minute. If I have to start thinking about what I do affecting him, then it gets really complicated. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I loved all that. That was great. It was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. I think I thought Seth Rogen was good. Yeah. I think he could have been better. I think the, the I think bit, Billy Eichner was amazing. Billy Eichner was great. The thing that stuck out with me for Seth Rogen, like, I think there were certain things where they made him do the things from the original and they just didn't translate. Yeah. The whole sequence where he, in the Hakuna Matata song where he's telling his backstory, yeah. it didn't, his delivery just wasn't there. No. It just didn't work. And it, like, I feel like they could have just left it and not I, done it. I loved that bit. I loved Partly the, because we saw the flashback scene. And he was little, yeah. And the, when you see the little warthog. And I think the visual over, like, beat out the audio, yeah. audio part of it for Yeah, it's a fair point, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, there were a few bits where I'm like, no, come, on, okay, yeah, like I think that could have been a bit better. But and, but that's the thing; it's it's difficult to say what we're saying without sounding like we're being really critical. Mm. But when you're talking about as and again, like we said, arguably one of the greatest films yeah. in Disney history. Everything is going to sound like a yeah. criticism. But the thing is, like when it's been done definitively, it's like why it's you can't help. Everything's going to pale in comparison. Yeah, and there are certain things that stick out to me. One of them was like, um, to be honest, when it first started, I was really worried because it, the, at the beginning of the movie, it literally is 
shot for shot exactly the same mm-hmm. for the circle of life i'm like oh my god is this what it's going to be for the next hour and a half and they're literally going to go shot for shot exactly the same because then what's the point mm. and they didn't quite do that but they did it quite a lot and i was just like i did like again it looked better when it was animated when all the colors were popping when it was all do yeah. you know what i mean it looked this is all sort of grayed out and like made to look realistic in inverted commas so it doesn't have the same visual pop to it and I think the biggest example of that was in, yeah, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah. That fell flat to me because it was just two lines just sort of running along for like two and a half minutes, which looks great. But when you compare it to how they did that song in the original, where they completely changed up the art style and everything's yeah. got this amazing like African influenced like pop art in the background and you've got all these animals doing ridiculous like synchronized dancing yeah. and stuff which is obviously you couldn't do that in real life no but that's the joy of animation that's why this works as an animation better than it does as a yeah do you know what i mean because you can do stuff like that and like that was another sort of if you could distill everything i thought about the whole movie down to one scene it would be watch the two i just can't wait to be king sequences yeah. back to back and you tell me which is more fun yeah do you know what I mean? And that's that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I, I I agreed. Like that song for me was a bit like great song, preferred the original yeah. preferred the original performance of the song and the way that it's portrayed on film. Yeah. But saying about the opening, like I I what w- seeing the opening, I just had the biggest smile on my face. Yeah. Like there was a point when I was like I haven't stopped smiling throughout this whole bit so far. Yeah. And up until like the hard cut into the title card, yeah, I was like, God, "Fuck, this is amazing!" Yeah. Like, how far we've come that not a single iota of what is on that screen is real. Oh yeah, and just yeah. being absolutely mind blown by it. Yeah, and I love. And yeah. then there are, like you say, you know, there are parts like "Can't Wait to Be King" song. Yeah, it is going to fall a bit flat because we don't have. A procession of synchronized giraffes and hippopotamus and cows and and like ox and rhinos yeah. and all that sort of stuff stacking up and being bombastic and exciting with these all these vivid colours. But at the same time, you're like, that would have been really silly if they'd have put yeah, that. Yeah, of course, in. They, of course. But at the same time, but that's I, why it's good. I do like... agree. Like I completely agree. Yeah. Like it does fall a bit flat. Um, and similarly, like. Things like the um, the stampede sequence, I felt like wasn't as dramatic and intense as it was in the cartoon for whatever reason. I don't uh... know if it's because like I could see all the gaps between them; they didn't seem as thick. A um, like it, it like in the cartoon, it was like a force of nature, and it was mm. just like completely unstoppable. In this, I could see all the gaps in between them. I could see oh, you could just go round, 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 round like that. It didn't seem as threatening for some reason. I don't mm. know why. And I feel like the music as well didn't quite fit properly. I feel like they had to use the music from the original because yeah. everyone's like, made, you know, it's like the sort of Kessel Run music in Star Wars. Like, yeah. You have to use that music because it's like contractually obliged, but it didn't quite fit. They could have gone, I feel like, again, it was one of those things where John Favreau was like, right, well, I'm going to get someone to recompose and do some, get a new bit of score in here. And then the Disney executive was like, no, use the template. Use the template. It's, it, <laughs> my, our, my vision of what happened behind the scenes is kind of like, so you know, 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Where it's like, um, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum are down on the floor and then there's the Disney executive up top which is Ice Cube it's and exactly John, the same as before yeah and John Favreau is like I was thinking that maybe I could do something like you know get into the politics of the, no it's the same film do the same thing 
Use the same script. Do the same thing. Yeah. Do it's the same case. Do the same thing. It's that. <laughs> it's basically that, but just on a film scale. Yeah. And every every time he got an opportunity to do something different, it was great. I tell you one sequence that I did like. That was the sort of gave me the smile on my face. Throughout it was the sequence with um, Simba's hair. You know when he sort of sits down and a bit of his hair goes in the wind. Oh yeah, and then it ends up finding its way to the Rafiki. Rafiki, but it goes on for ages. But it's great. Yeah, I loved it, and it just goes on for ages. And then the bird picks it up and puts it in its nest, and then it gets eaten. <laughs> and you think, oh, yeah. that's it. Well, it's the circle of life. Yeah, he's, but like that, and it's perfect. He's like he's demonstrating circle of life whilst also sort of filling in this quite sort of convoluted, clunky bit of the story that needs to get filled in, which is always a bit silly. Yeah. But finding a new way to do it. And again, as a technical feat, that whole sequence is like mm-hmm. fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. And that's when I was like completely sold and really bought into the whole thing. Yeah. I. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, it was amazing. Like that whole scene as well. I was just like, every time they did something uh, next, I was like, Okay, okay, like yeah, it's, okay, <laughs> yeah. It's the bit where you think, oh, it's over. You got eaten, and then it will it fades to black, and then it fades back up again. And there's a dung beetle. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like oh, oh shit, they went there. Okay, all yeah. Right. <laughs> Circle of life. Circle of life. <laughs> but yeah, and like, I mean, the stampede scene, the thing for me, like, again, it's like, and this is this isn't, you know, I don't want this episode to be like me and you disagreeing on everything, but it's just you know civil discourse. But um. Yeah, I that oh, I was so tense because I was really? watching it and I was like, I really, really need this to be different this time. <laughs> I like, I really need this to be different, okay. and like, yeah. the and seeing it in a different way and being like, this is the point that Mufasa is going to jump. He's not jumping out. He's not jumping out. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like looking around and everybody in the cinema was super tense really? as well. Yeah, see to me like it played out exactly beat for beat, exactly the way it did before. The only thing that was different was. The way that Scar tricked him into getting there and said, oh, this way you go to practice your roar because the acoustics are in here are great. Yeah. I like that. That was cool. Yeah. Because that sort of linked in and that made more sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can't think of a time where it was like, yeah, he jumped up and then Simba came up and then they did the pull focus as he fell. Yeah. And it was all just like shot for shot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I just genuinely thought it was going to be different this time. Like, and honestly, because I was I was that bought in at that yeah. point. But again, it was but like then that. it was following that that it dropped off for me. Yeah. Because and it don't get me wrong, it built its way straight back up after as we got into the Hakuna Matata with the introduction of Timon and Pumbaa. Mm. But it was that point when I was like, I just need to see a little bit more emotion in this lion's yeah. face. It's, well, yeah. Again, like it's as Mufasa is about to go and save. Um, Simba, or yeah. like when he gets told that oh, that there's a stampede in the gorge, he goes Simba, and just a blank look on his face. Yeah. Whereas in the, in the cartoon, he looks terrified. He's like, oh, shit, my son, and he yeah. and he's going to look get for him. But because in this, it's just it's a line going Simba, but that was yeah. just like a blank look on his face. I don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I liked it. Like I say, all the new stuff. I liked. I wish there'd been more of it. Yeah. Um. I feel like it's. It felt a bit soulless to me. It felt a little bit like it was a like an amazing technical achievement, but not necessarily any value in and of itself. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Avatar. 
It's like, it looks amazing, and I appreciate the artistry and what's gone on here and how they've made this come alive. It looks yeah. amazing, but I've seen this done before, and I've seen it done better. Yeah, and the thing, like, I think, like, Avatar, to me, is just, I don't know, it just always felt like an expensive trick, whereas The Lion King always, like, you can tell... I don't know. It's really difficult to say because, like, I do agree in a sense that it's like it is totally unnecessary. Yeah, it's money. But at the same time, like, I still had a great time with it. Yeah. And they put in a brilliant cast. The one thing I would say though is they were saying about new songs being in there. I didn't notice a single one. Oh, you know, um, Beyonce's song was on when they were like going back to the Pride Lands. It was dog shit. <laughs> it was the worst. Really? Was, yeah, it was awful. It, it stuck out like a sore thumb. Something to do with spirit. Okay. Know. It's like she's trying to hock a new album or something. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> she turned up for a day. Like, she doesn't even know she's in it. She's just, she's just God, isn't she? She's just a fucking God. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Although, yeah, I like her, her and Donald Glover doing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I thought it was a good version of that song. Yeah. I pretty, yeah, that was fine. Um... But yeah, even stuff like that, it feels like that moment when they just kicked into "Can You Feel the Love Tonight?" Like suddenly, it was really like jarring. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it feels like there was so many moments like that where it's like rather than have the movie play out in a natural way that works for this movie, they go, "No, no, no it says here we got to go straight from this into Can You Feel the Love Tonight." That's yeah. what we've got to do. I'm like, can can we build up to it and sort of have it make? No, no, no. It says here the next thing is Can You Feel the Love Tonight. So we got to do that. Yeah, it's like, like you could have done a bit of like Simba wandering around in the woods before. No, no, no. It says here that Timon and Pumbaa turn up. Those, that's the next thing that happens. That's the next bullet point I've got here. Make Timon and Pumbaa happen. I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. It's the same film. Do the same thing. Is that kind of yeah. like constant? Every time he tries to do something different, they just no, no, no. Yeah, I, I think stick to the list. Always stick to the list. Stick to the script. Yeah, stuss. That's um, from, well, I'll let our readers work out that one, <laughs> what film that's from. Watch that this week. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it is tricky, like, but saying that, like, there are parts of me that are like, the real cynic in me is like, it's just a cheap cash grab, it's dumb, they shouldn't have done it. But as soon as I was watching it, I was like, I'm on board. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. Mm. I don't know. For me, it was the opposite. It was like having seen it recently this week. I'm like, I know that if I wanted to watch The Lion King, I could put in. I could. It's, it's not like it's not. It's been lost to time, and you can't watch it anymore. Yeah, you, it's readily available. Just mm-hmm. if you want to take, if you want to show your kids The Lion King, put The Lion King on DVD. Save yourself fifteen quid. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you? Like, I don't understand why. Yeah. Like, but like I said, I think, and I do think it is a bit of a generational thing as well, though, because you know you got to look at so, like when you look at Beauty and the Beast, for example, is it like we were saying, and Aladdin. Yeah. Both of those films, like I didn't watch Beauty and the Beast until I watched it on Netflix on an iPad about yeah. two months ago. Yeah. But I can tell you that I saw Beauty and the Beast in the cinema, hmm. and I saw Aladdin in the cinema, and I saw Lion King in the cinema. Yeah. But when, like, the original animated versions, but the live action, in inverted common uh, remakes, 
I haven't done. No. And but they still go and make a shit ton of money at the yeah. cinema because there is an audience for it. Yeah. I, and I, I think know. maybe it's it might be us that are just like it I don't know, it's it's difficult because it's like you and I've had this conversation before and we'll probably have the same one again later this year about how for me the original Star Wars films mm. are absolutely on a pedestal in a glass case and can't be touched. Yeah, but that's not the same for everybody. And that's not the same for everyone. Yeah. And I think that might be a bit like we are with some of these I guess so, animated then, films. From what I when I talk to people who have kids, they say, Look, when you put something on like one of these animated Disney films, they don't care that how old it is. They just like they know that it's bright and colourful and, and yeah. animated and they love it. But yeah, there's a science behind so it. So age doesn't really matter in that sense. No. The, the, these films are timeless in that in a way that I, I think like the original Star Wars trilogy, maybe not so much. If you're trying to sit a kid down now mm-hmm. and make him watch A New Hope, he'd get bored. He'd be bored. He wouldn't, well, he wouldn't sit, yeah, Jeremy, he would struggle with it. He, having said that, I watched A New Hope in 1997 when I was six yeah, and was completely blown away by it. Yeah. But that was 1997. So... What kids are exposed to now, and what yeah, and their what their attention spans are like now is probably different. It's a different paradigm. Well, yeah, it? I don't know. But it is. Well, it's like with all cinema. Like I'll, I'll say to somebody now, like, what's your favourite science fiction film? And someone will say something like, um, like Interstellar or Inception mm. or something along those lines. Something like a really or Blade Runner twenty forty nine or something of like that. Yeah. But when you introduce somebody to arguably literally one of the greatest sci-fi films ever made which is 2001 yeah they're gonna be bored out of their fucking skull every time i watch that film though yeah i keep thinking my television's broken yeah because there's like six minutes of just uninterrupted blackness yeah and you're like nothing's happening here yeah Yeah, that would test anybody (laughs) but the same i defy anyone to to not feel but but that's the thing like go back and watch like the original cut of blade runner Mm. It's it's a bit of a slog. So cinema is different now. Yeah, true. But you know, it's it's weird. Like it is it is really weird because we, like you and I especially are like really protected. We didn't go and see Aladdin. We didn't do a grand rewatch on this, it. This is the as as of now. This is the only live action Disney remake that I've seen. Yeah, I think I've seen. I might have seen a bit of Jungle Book. I don't know if I sat and watched the Jungle Book all the way through. Yeah, but I've not seen any of them. I haven't seen. They've, so far, what they've done, they, they did Cinderella actually was the first one they did with Lily James. Mm-hmm. Then they did, um, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, Dumbo, and Lion King. Yeah, but Dumbo's a bit different though, isn't it? Because it is a is a big big difference from the film, the from the original. I don't know, but is it? Yeah, oh, well, I've not seen it, but from every, everything that I've read, is well, it's Tim Burton's Dumbo, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, and like Cinderella is is the same but different mm. in the same way and like Jungle Book is same but different but like, yeah, I I'm... think this one specifically is so much closer well actually I don't know because Beauty and the Beast as well like mm. I watched both of them and was like oh shit this is pretty close is it like exactly the same yeah pretty said, much the thing like I'm, I've got a weird paradox with it because on one hand I'm like I I didn't like them just recreating things shot for shot exactly the same. I wanted them to do something different. And on the other hand, there was one particular scene where I was like, I wish they'd just done it like it was done before. And that was the scene where Mufasa appears to Simba in the clouds. Mm. I thought they'd fucked that scene up. 
big time. I really didn't like it. I didn't like the way it looked, and I feel like they changed the lines and they just lessened the impact of it all. Yeah, it, it felt like they were talking around the lines rather than actually like it's kind. It reminded me a little bit of the Spider-Man thing, where it's like he can't say with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, he's got to say some weird convoluted version of it. Where not choice, responsibility, and then the things that happen happen because of you, because you don't do the thing in the place and the time, yeah, and like that. And it's like, just say it, just say the stuff that you said. But before. that again, we we spoke about that separately. That's that's an issue with pop culture in itself, getting that wrong. Yeah, true. But I mean, as like, as sort of like a purist, but I I do know what you mean. I was really caught off guard by that bit because I was. I just couldn't understand. I was like, well, why aren't they doing it in that way? Yeah, because I thought it would look amazing. I was looking forward to that bit because I thought this... One thing I'll say for the film throughout the whole thing is that it looks amazing. Yeah. And the visual, like, spectre of it was amazing. I'm like, I can't... I want to see what they do with this scene. And then when they did do it, they underplayed it so much. And it was so subtle that it was just like, you've really missed an opportunity there, I think, to make something spectacular that would have really, like, blown everyone's mind. Yeah, and that's I do I do agree, but like the, there was a part of me that was like, you know what, that worked, but there is a part of me that was like, you could have done better with yeah, that. Yeah, I feel yeah, I was I was disappointed by that scene. Definitely yeah, big time. Because it is there is a point when you're like, when you see the flashes of lightning start to sort of build, you're like, just leave it with that. Yeah. You know, have something hold that expression rather than it just being over in a flash. It's like you barely saw it. You barely, yeah. Like, yeah. And which uh, I think is really, really clever mm. because you're like, like I said to you last week, like when we were talking about the original, that how much of this is in Simba's head mm. and how much of this is an actual mystical force. And then you're like, okay, so, but then you, and that was really, really intelligent design how they did it in that as well was that they were like, we're not going to make this completely in Simba's head, but we're not going to make it completely mm. real at the same time. But again, the original had, for me, I keep getting confused because it is that joke from The Simpsons where you see the cloud faces appear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always think it's a lot more overt than it is yeah. or, or than it was. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, like I say, I, th- I think... I think this is probably one of the times which is quite rare for us, really. That we disagree. Yeah. That we disagree. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not even a significant disagreement. Like, no, I'm not, like I'm not saying that it was completely like. I'm not saying it's like really bad and like dodgy. Yeah. I'm just that I like I could have done without it. Yeah. Like to me, it's like it was great the way yeah. it was. And, and that's well, like, yeah. And like what I would normally say because it's slightly different for us because we're in you know the public view and we have a podcast that we put out about films and popular movies mm-hmm. but if it wasn't for this podcast would you have seen it no yeah no absolutely not yeah. I, well put it this way i went on my, i went and sat there and cinema on my own and i felt very uncomfortable there were a lot, yeah. there were a lot of children around <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's on you you shouldn't go out wearing your hot pants yeah um but yeah this was this was my um this was my X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Because that's what you said when we watched that. You said, if it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt about this. Yeah. There's a reason I haven't seen any of these Disney reboots. Yeah. Up till now. And honestly, 
being completely frank, the reason that I haven't seen the live action Jungle Book is the same. Because the Jungle Book is really important. You love Jungle Book. Yeah. Yeah. Jungle Book is probably one of my top five films yeah. of all times. I can almost recite the film word for word. I know all the songs off by heart. It's worth it just for um, Christopher Walken as King Louis. No. Because <laughs> the weirdest thing you'll ever see. No. <laughs> I saw it in a VR experience once when I went to um, like a Sky VIP event. But um, no, not interested. Fair enough. Like, not interested in Bill Murray, one of my favourite actors, playing Baloo. Yeah, it should be great, shouldn't it? Yeah. Incredible. Did I see it? Did I fuck? Yeah. No. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, and that's the thing. I think it's... So I totally, totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why it's... That's why, like, when we were talking off-air before, I was like, I don't want you to... I don't want us to do this on the podcast if it's going to ruin the experience. Oh no, for you. like it's not like I'm crushed by it. I'm not. Like, no. I'm not completely like yeah. But I'll always know that. Like put it this way: if and when I have my own kids, they're not going to be watching this version of the Lion King. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. They'll be watching the proper Lion King, the one true Lion King. <laughs> there is only one true king, <laughs> and he was made in 1994, and he starred. And he and his name was Matthew Broderick. Was Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> say hashtag save Ferris. Um, yeah, but that's me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, that, that's, well, that's what it is though. But that you know, bottom line is we 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 have a film podcast where we talk about our opinions about whether people should see it or not. Yeah, and the, and everyone's going to have different minds on this. Everyone's yeah. going to have different opinions on it. So it that's why it's interesting to talk about, and that's why yeah. I made an effort to go and watch because I I kind of knew that you and I would have a yeah. conversation like this about it. So I thought purely for the conversation to be able and because. It's gonna make a billion dollars. Yeah. Everyone's gonna have an opinion on it. Everyone's gonna talk about it, and it's got like already there's debates and stuff coming up about it mm-hmm. now because like the Rotten Tomatoes score isn't great. Really? No, it's not. Um, which has sort of surprised people. Um, and it's so there's gonna be a lot of talk about it, and it's gonna be this thing like when we come to the end of the year, it, I'm sure it's gonna be up there as one of the biggest franchise, you know, highest grossing. And for me to do a film podcast and not have not seen it and therefore not have an opinion on it, yeah, doesn't really work. So. That's yeah. why it's worth going to see. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. But saying that, probably one of the biggest earning films this year, I'm definitely not going to fucking see. What's that? That one with the two thumbs. It's next week. Let's go. Nope. Not doing it. Just refuse to give those people money. <laughs> not not necessarily those two actors, but the people that make those films. They're Damn just it. not getting any more money you, from you've me. You've dodged out of that. I should make you go. Because no. you made me see Lion King. I didn't make you. I gave you an exit. <laughs> no, we said, well, what else would we have done this week? Anything. Anything. We, we could have watched something else. Anyway, right. Um, that, that's pretty <laughs> much it on the Lion King. We're already starting to talk about what we're doing next. So, as you probably can tell from the last conversation, but at some point we were going to do Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, no. But due to Tom's protests um, and the need to save a bit of money. Please. <laughs> we decided to do something different. So what we're actually going to do over the next few weeks is we're going to do a big old rewatch of all the Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. Um, leading up to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is coming out in about a month's time. Yeah. So we've got quite a while now before we go to a new see a new movie at the cinema. Um, but what we're going to, we're not going to take each movie individually because that would take ages. So we are going to watch them in sort of mm-hmm. blocks, and we've sort of divided it into. Early Tarantino, mid Tarantino, and late Tarantino. 
Yeah. So we're going to start off next week by talking about the you know the, his first few films, which are Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, which I've never seen Jackie Brown. I think Jackie really? Brown is, is the one that everyone sort of forgets about. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. It'll be a complete change of pace from this. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we're able to get all those into one episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we're always up for a challenge. Let's we'll see what we can do. So we'll see what it we can do. It might change. You know, we've done we've sat down to record an episode and it's become a two parter before. Yeah, that's that happened. We talked for a lot about Spider Man. <laughs> um yeah, so that's what we're doing next. So if you've got any interest in that, then by all means like join along with us. A lot of the Tarantino movies are available on the streaming platforms actually at yeah. the moment. Um so they're worth dipping back into. I watched Reservoir Dogs on Netflix the other day. Mm-hmm. Um so have a crack into that. Save your money, don't go and see Hobbs and Shaw. Nope. <laughs> um, but if you do have an opinion on The Lion King, yeah. let us know. Because, do let us know, actually. Because this is going to be really interesting um, to see how people feel about it. Particularly, yeah, and we always say this about things like this, is what do your kids think kind of thing. Yeah. We said it, we said it with Toy Story. We said it with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. If you are a young a parent and you're taking, you love The Lion King, you're taking your kids to see The Lion King, because I think that's the majority of the audience for this, is people who, have now, who are now parents who are taking their kids to see the new Lion King. Yeah. And to them, is this it? Is this the Lion King now? Like, how do they feel about it? Yeah. Like, you know, how does it sit? What I'll be interested in is to see in, like, I will be curious to see in, like, seven, eight, nine, ten years' time how this has been received and how these live-action remakes are received. Yeah, like, how long is this going to go on? But, like, the thing is, as long as they continue to make money, they'll keep doing them. But, like, how long... Already, like the ones because they only cost like a hundred and something million or a couple of hundred million dollars to make, yeah. And they make five times that, oh, yeah, easy. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I think, like, what's going to be expensive? I think Milan could be Milan, Milan Mm. could potentially end up being expensive if they do it properly. Um, yeah, I but still, I mean, it's a couple of hundred million dollars, yeah. Um, and then, uh, I think. Little Mermaid again. It will all be CGI, but it could be like sort of Aquaman style, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've gotten away from the subject again. I'll tell you what. One one thing we could do is, if you agree with Dom, give us a five star rating on iTunes. And if you agree with me, give it a five star rating on <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, um, do that. And then, yeah. So let us know your thoughts with the rating system we've got. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so give Dom way. five stars or give me five stars. Yeah, and let us know in the review. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do that. Um, and or otherwise, yeah, tweet us or send us an email. Let us know what you think about the Lion mm-hmm. King 2019. Are you even going to sit? Like, are, are you refusing to see it? Are you excited to see it? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Um, and then yeah, we'll be back next week for some Tarantino stuff. Yep. And yeah, so I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Right. <laughs> see you next week. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. You should at least be a two-star admiral by now. But you're not.